Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hi. Hello, welcome. This is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. I'm your host, Liv, and you know, I just like mythology. Well, nerds, I'm here with another mini-myth. Isn't it exciting that I'm actually doing what I said I'd do? Are you loving hearing from me every week? Because I'm loving to get to talk to you once a week and still keep my head above water in my regular job and my life. <gasps> Yay! This week, I'm giving you an episode that so many of you have asked for. He's a famous man, perhaps one of the most famous minor characters in all of Greek mythology. Also, as I write this, I question whether I've already covered him. But no, I mean, I haven't, right? No, I haven't. Thank God for the search by keyword function of my computer. Anyway, I left all that in so you get a real thrilling peek behind the curtain of just how much I've got my shit together. Mini-myth. Sisyphus and the boulder, Sisyphus and the boulder, Sisyphus and the boulder. Sisyphus is the son of Aeolus, which is also the name of a god who was keeper of the winds, but it appears this is not the same Aeolus. This one is the king of Thessaly, though at the time called 
Aeolia. Even in Greek mythology do we have cases of repeated names causing confusion. Which leads me naturally to Sisyphus's wife, Merope. Probably actually pronounced Merope, but again I go with the Harry Potter pronunciation. Now you might be thinking, why would you do these mini-myths back-to-back? Are you trying to confuse us? No, it was coincidental. I didn't realize both Orion and Sisyphus had a Merope in their stories until I had already recorded one and was in the midst of writing the other. So we're sticking with it. These are different Meropes. The Merope that Sisyphus married is the daughter of Atlas, the titan who holds the heavens on his shoulders. Back to Sisyphus, the anti-hero of today's story. Sisyphus and Merope lived on the Isthmus of Corinth. Isthmus is one of my favorite words. I know it applies to just the general type of land mass, but I only know of it from Corinth and will use it as much as possible. So I say again, Sisyphus and Merope lived on the Isthmus of Corinth, where they owned a large herd of cattle that would graze on the Isthmus. Sisyphus and Merope's nearest neighbor is a man by the name of Autilicus, who lived there with his daughter Anticlea and her husband Laertes. Autilicus was a natural thief, one so talented that he had been gifted by the trickster god himself, Hermes. Hermes had given Autilicus the ability to transform beasts. He could give those without horns horns, and he could change a black beast to white and vice versa. This gave him an obvious leg up when it comes to thieving, and thieve he did. Autolycus regularly stole Sisyphus's cattle, but poor Sisyphus had no idea because Autolycus would change the color of the cattle once stolen. All Sisyphus and Merope could see was that every day they had fewer cattle and Autolycus had more. Of course, this did hint at something going on, and so Sisyphus set out to prove his suspicions. Sisyphus engraved a marker onto the hooves of his cattle, and the next morning, when he was once again missing cattle, he followed the footsteps and located his marker. The impression of the hooves showed what he'd engraved, and when he followed the steps to Autolycus's herd, he found the same markings on the hooves themselves, even though the cattle were a different color. This was his evidence, and he sent for the people of the town to witness his accusation against Autolycus. But while the townspeople were inspecting the evidence, Sisyphus snuck away. With everyone with the cattle, including Autolycus himself, Sisyphus was able to find Anticlea, Autolycus's daughter. Once he found her, he seduced her. Whether it was consensual or not is unclear, but it was deceptive, to say the very least. And as is the way in Greek mythology, Anticlea didn't get away unscathed. She was, shocker of shockers, impregnated. But with whom? Guys, it's proposed that Sisyphus is the biological father of none other than my main man Odysseus. Yes, he's my main man again, because it's just fun to say. But all the same, Odysseus was raised as the son of Laertes, 
So one can imagine that either Anticlea didn't realize that it was in fact Sisyphus who was the father, or she just didn't really feel like disclosing that to her husband, and for that, I do not blame her. When Sisyphus's father, Aeolus, dies, his brother Salmonius usurps the throne, though it naturally should have passed to Sisyphus. Betrayed by his brother and looking to gain that kingship, Sisyphus must decide how to handle this. What does one do when something like this happens? Well, of course, Sisyphus travels to speak with the oracle. The oracle tells him something disturbing, as she is wont to do. Sisyphus is instructed to have children with his niece, and such children will, apparently, avenge him. Gross. But then, we know the name Sisyphus for a reason, and it's not because he was a stand-up fellow who never did anything wrong. So, Sisyphus went to Salmonius's daughter, Tiro and seduced her. Again, unclear if it was rape, but regardless, it was super fucked up. I mean, in this case, it was straight up incest, so I think we can be pretty disgusted in either event. But Tiro is a smart lady, and she quickly realized that Sisyphus wasn't in love with her. He was using her for his own twisted creepiness. Tiro decides she must pull a Medea, and her solution for this betrayal by Sisyphus is to kill her children by him. Tiro is smart, but not particularly motherly, it would seem. Somehow, Sisyphus manages to use this turn of events to his advantage. When he discovers the bodies of his murdered children by Tiro, he brings the bodies into the very public marketplace. There, he holds up the bodies and accuses Salmonius of the incest with his daughter and the murder of the children. As a result, Salmonius is expelled from Thessaly, leaving Sisyphus to take the throne he rightfully deserved, even if he did take it back via incredibly troubling actions. Now I bring you back to a very early episode of this podcast, Zeus's abduction of a girl named Aegina. Aegina's father is a river god, and as soon as Zeus takes her away, her father begins searching everywhere. He travels to Corinth, where he asks Sisyphus if he knows anything about where his beloved daughter might be. Sisyphus knows that Zeus has taken Aegina, but he isn't willing to give up this information so easily. He bribes Aegina's father, telling him he would tell him where his daughter was, but only if he will provide the citadel of Corinth with a spring that runs all year round. Desperate, Aegina's father gives Corinth this spring, and Sisyphus tells him about Zeus having abducted Aegina and how he brought her to an island off the mainland. Why Sisyphus thought it was a good idea to betray Zeus is anyone's guess, but he was duly punished for it. Zeus has his brother, Hades, bring Sisyphus down into the underworld to punish him for all time. Zeus does not take it lightly when someone gives away the location of one of his sex slaves. 
But Sisyphus is a wily motherfucker, and he manages to get Hades in handcuffs by asking Hades to show him how they work. Which is the oldest trick in the book. I wouldn't have pegged Hades for a dummy, but there you have it. So, Hades is kept prisoner through his own stupidity, and it is not good when Hades is not able to do his job. Basically, no one could die, because Hades wasn't there to run the underworld, a place so linked to him that sometimes the place itself is simply called Hades. So, no death, not even for those who'd been cut up into pieces. So, yeah, just picture that. You've had your head cut off, but you don't die. Your body is cut up into, say, ten pieces. No death. How do you handle that? Finally, though, Ares comes to Hades' aid. But not because he's being a good nephew, because what is Ares all about if no one could die? Without death, he has nothing going for him. No, he needs Hades back in action, so he swoops in and rescues him from Sisyphus. So, with Hades rescued, Sisyphus is once again meant to go into the underworld where Hades can punish him for all time. No tricking him into his own shackles this time. But Sisyphus isn't done. Before he goes into the underworld, he tells Merope not to perform the necessary funerary rites on him. So, when Sisyphus goes to meet with Persephone, as one does when they enter the underworld, he has some leverage. He tells her that he can't possibly belong there because he hasn't been buried as he should be. Everyone knows that unless the necessary funerary rites are performed, a person can't possibly cross the River Styx and live in the underworld. Nope, those people are destined to roam as restless spirits on the banks of the Styx forever. But, he tells Persephone, he's got a plan. If she'll only let him leave the underworld for a couple of days, he'll go back up to his home and have the necessary funerary rites performed on his body, and then he'll come back down to live in the underworld to be punished forever. He promises to come back, pinky swear. Feeling weirdly trusting, Persephone agrees, and Sisyphus returns to the land of the living. Do you think he falls through with the promise and returns willingly to be punished for eternity? Mm, no. Finally, after enough time has passed and Hades and Persephone are sure that, no, Sisyphus is not coming back of his own accord, they send Hermes to bring him by force. And so, finally, finally, Sisyphus is in the underworld for good and Hades is able to assign his eternal punishment. Now, this is the part we all know. The preceding section? Not so much. Even I didn't know how much Sisyphus had done to deserve this punishment. What a guy. Skilled and crazy, to say the least. So Sisyphus is punished by Hades. His punishment is that he's given a huge, near-unmovable boulder. It's placed on the slopes of a mountain, and Sisyphus is meant to push it up the mountain so that it may roll down the other side. But every time he makes it near the top, the weight of the boulder presses down on him, and it rolls to the bottom, and he must start all over again. This happens time and time again, forever. Even now, somewhere in those dark pits of the underworld, Sisyphus is rolling his boulder up the mountain, only to watch it roll back down again before it reaches the top.
Ah, Sisyphus. What a guy. Seriously, though, I started reading this thinking I knew the general story, and I was pleasantly surprised. I love when a myth I'm researching turns out even more fucked up than I expected. And, obviously, I expect a certain level of fucked up with everything I've read. So it's always a thrill when it's even worse. This is certainly one of those times. Thanks to the Greek Myths by Robert Graves for the magnificent source material. His is far more detailed and not nearly as misogynistic as the other book I use so frequently. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back next week with another standard-length episode. You're all the best. I'm Liv, and obviously I love this shit, like, a lot. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo.